tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Peace out. Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. On tomorrow's show, we will check in with Cody Westerland. We'll hear what he has to say about the, the Bulls matchup against the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. Yep, we're going to discuss that. And both of the baseball teams will be back in action. So we will talk about that as the White Sox will be able to open up on the south side tomorrow. Parkinson Spiegel are in the house. They will take care of you until 6 o'clock tonight. What's up, boys? What's up, Lawrence? What's up, Spiegs? It was great to have that thing back in our sports lives mm-hmm. this weekend that we've spent so much time with. Here we go. The Masters. It's given us so much companionship and fostered relationships, careful. triumph, tragedy. I own the word companion. Be careful. Ha- ha- keep heartbreak, highs, lows. Yeah. God, it was good to see Tiger Woods back in a red shirt at Augusta this weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, except he was done at times. You done early. Baseball never stopped. It that, just well, sure. kept going. Oh, you want to talk about baseball? It oh, just kept morning going. long, mm. and then I, afternoons, and then you're in bed, and you're like, oh my god, I got three more games I could choose that's, from. That's to a watch. bad slogan. Baseball. It, <laughs> it just kept yeah, going. It never stops. <laughs> It's just there. Oh, so much good baseball everywhere in all these different directions. Not so much good Tiger. I'm sorry for you. I know how you were looking forward to the whole he weekend. He finished the tournament. Man, I was, my friends were making fun of me in uh, our golf gambling slash you want to play golf group chat of like, they were getting angry that the main feed uh, was showing, you know, Tiger on his way to another 78 when someone had a 30 on the front nine on Sunday. They're like, can you show like the good players hitting the good shots? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm over here on the featured groups app watching Tiger limp his way to another 78. Thank you very little. I will join the leaders when they tee off. Like It was, it was beautiful to, to hang out with so, Tiger Woods for another weekend. So did you not see Jonathan Fiar's boneheaded decision to make a headfirst slide on a key play in the seventh inning? I, I, who? What? Yeah. What, what happened? He plays for the Cubs. It yeah, does. yeah, yeah. No, I, I was... I, you know, to oh, be honest with you, the, the Sox... a horse crap slide. The Sox had a little bit more of my, of my attention this weekend. They're the a better baseball team. Um, much better baseball team. It was a good weekend for the Cubs, though. It was. It's a good three days. It was. That that offense, it's a different thing. It is a different thing. And I know how much you love Seiya Suzuki. You see what he's number one in in baseball right now? Chase pitches. Chase rate. Dude has swung at 3%. Of the pitches outside the zone. Granted, it's been that is a small sample to it, do something like. Great. I agree. Well, I'll be more. Already. I'll be more specific. <laughs> um, he has been thrown twenty nine pitches outside of the strike zone. He took twenty eight of them, and the one that's that, good. The That'll one that work. he the one that he didn't take. The one that he chased was an RBI single against Brandon Woodruff on day two. So, dude is. He, we know he's got power, but he looks like a disciplined hitter. It shouldn't be good that good this early. He looks good at everything. Yeah, he looks good. like a professional baseball player because, because, he does. because he is, and he's 27 years old. Like, <laughs> he's not a regular rookie. Yeah, like I so I just went through, right. It's Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, three for eight, four walks, four Ks, two runs scored, six driven in. That's pretty damn good. 
for your first series as a rookie against basically the best trio of starting pitching that any team will throw at you all year for the most part. Yeah, I think so. And like, when everybody's been saying, it's going to take him a little while to adjust, you know, he's got to get used to velocity, used to these different things, uh, not so much early on. Yeah, I amazing. thought that he, he, it was one of the things that people said to me when I went down there, that he really wants to learn. And it's weird because you saw him on that Friday when he get, makes his debut. It was like, oh, I'm, he was a little confused. And then the next time you saw him, you saw him taking pitches. Yeah. And then the next time you saw him, you saw him like depositing the baseball. And you go, oh, oh, this is an active learner. Yes. Like this, this is not just lip service. This is a player that was like, let me get my, my feet in the dirt here. Let me see what's going on. Mm. All right, now I got it. Now I'm about to do some stuff with it. I like it. The active learners. You got you got active learners in the college classes. A couple I of do. them. I do. Today is going to be really interesting because I I didn't give them homework last week because I said you're going to hate me next week. And the reason they're going to hate me is that we start our section on game logging today. So they're going to be watching a lot of sports, but not in the way they thought they were going to be watching they, a lot. They're going to be sports. writing down every camera shot. What are you going to have them write down? We're going to we're going to get to that. Today is the basic you need to write down every play. That's why they're going to hate me mm. because I'm going to give them baseball. I'm not giving them soccer where soccer you could like the most important runs, the 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 shots on goals, like you could play around with it. Baseball, no, I want everything. I, I want the, the, the ground ball. I want the foul ball that ends up in the guy's beer. All that stuff, and I want it time-coded. <laughs> Damn it. I know someone who, uh, like a just out of school, 23-year-old kid who just got a job with one of the big networks. That's all and, you're doing. And he's like, my job is so cool. Like I just am paid to watch oh, yeah. TV all day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so what are you doing? He's like, you know, they want me to log – Every segment, what topic is being talked about, you know, and then cross-reference it with, like, the quarter-hour ratings That's and who job. was on and what the guests were. And he's like, it's great. I'm just getting paid to watch TV. And I'm like, talk to me in two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, talk to me in two months oh, if yeah, you still man. think that job's awesome. I remember being uh, – when I was uh, out west and I was, like, trying to – keep my career and life alive and like who yeah. could i meet with remember mike lederman the yeah, legendary yeah. mike lederman his daughter i think is still the executive producer of jimmy kimmel and she used to be executive producer of the daily show and a whole bunch of stuff so i got to meet with her and i was like yeah i'll take uh we talked for a while she's like i don't really have any jobs I'm like well i'll do anything and she's like you don't want to be a watcher do you you don't want to do that and i was like well tell me about it because how do you think those shows find stuff they have people who watch Everything, yeah. all day long. You don't create a single drop of content. <laughs> yeah, you but have, you're helping. You're helping. You're watching, though, yeah. and just writing stuff and down. And then if your clip makes it on the air as a punchline, <laughs> that's your big win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The, of the, course. The goal is to explain to the students how this will allow them, this will help them in their content creation by understanding, oh, well, that was a significant moment that – we could then talk about. Well, that's good. But we'll 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 see how they do. They so far they've been great. Like they've been they've been great. I've been so happy to be back in front of them because this is my first quarter back in, in in a classroom. And the last couple of years, what our students have done over the last two and a half years is remarkable. And I don't mean DePaul students. I mean 
every single student. <laughs> every yeah. student. Oh, my, yeah. every my, my fourth grader. Student. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, what, man. What they've done in their willingness to adjust to unprecedented educational asks from adults is amazing. Hug your child tonight <laughs> because they deserve that hug. And give them money, too. And the teachers. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a different thing, but I wanted to... Yeah. At least shout out the the students for their sacrifices. I mean they they've given up a lot. Like that class of 2020. Like you want a podcast idea? Talk to graduate graduating students in 2020 and what it was like for them. Because a bunch of them didn't have ceremonies. Like they get to the end of this thing, whether we're talking about high school or college, they get to the end of this thing, mm-hmm. and there isn't the big like celebration. It's like here's your degree. Good luck finding a college. Good luck not getting COVID at college. Congratulations. Yeah. You're in the real world if you graduated from oh, college. It's a, it, it's a sad scene in the movie Contagion when Matt Damon has to create, <laughs> yeah. create the prom in the living room for his daughter and yeah. her boyfriend, and he decides to actually let them touch each other and hug one night there. I, I, I just was super glad, <sighs> like as someone who's just entering into the whole parenting thing, feeling like very, very lucky that... Owen is obviously pre all of that. Like he was at home. And so we were at home. And so we were just around him at home. And like there were challenges with it, Mm -hmm. but seemed way easier than the remote learning stuff. Cause then obviously like my niece and nephew it in high school, I, I don't know. And it's so hard to say like what you would do in this situation. I don't know that I would have been cool paying college tuition for remote learning, I which is why it. a ton of kids took gap years. Yes. Absolutely. Which is why it's like this year's admission class, it's much tougher to get like, in to like a lot of three classes trying to get into the one level. Right. Yes. So the admission class for this standard is, is very, very difficult. But I'm, I would be like, man, take a year off. I'm, I can't pay $50,000 for a private school for you to be taking your classes in my basement. What, what That's I think insane. Is, what I think is, is, is a, another part of that that, that speaks to it is. Look, when this happened, I, March of 2020, I was getting ready to teach again. You know, I usually teach one quarter a year, which is about all that I can handle. But they pulled us in. Like, we have an incredible director of online learning, my friend Joanne Martin. She pulled us in to a room, which in retrospect is probably a little dangerous because there's like 50 of us in a room Back then, right before everything got shut down. Don't worry. We were at Scorehouse passing stuff around. That's true. <laughs> like, you see the news about this pandemic? This is crazy. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> this is crazy. But there are so many professors, like college professors, like, I'm not prepared to do this. Like, teaching online is a skill. And it's a skill that a lot of us don't have of being able to, to bring the life of your lecture to an audience that's on a screen. So having to develop new skills for a lot of older teachers and, and, and younger stubborn teachers was impossible. And there are some that tapped out. Like there are some like, I can't do this thing. And it makes you go, well, then why is someone going to pay full tuition if they're not going to get the yeah. education experience that was promised? Like it's a legit question. Yeah. I don't think I would have. Uh, you know what I mean? And sixteen years away from ever being faced with the question, but I don't, I don't think I would. So much of what someone just asked me about, you know, was it, was it worth it? The the journalism. I'm like, yeah, but 
what I learned is probably more. It was probably more worth it because of the connections you were making. Some of the practical, hundred percent. That's what I said. Like I say, ninety percent of what I got out mm-hmm. of going to to Syracuse was like the people I met in the competition at the student radio yeah. station. Oh, dude, outside of the classroom. How about like I would say that going to your fourth or fifth choice for a school. Or sixth choice for a school is still better than not going to a school. Because you end up, the people that you interact with and the stuff that you make out of it. Definitely. I didn't go to Syracuse because I didn't get into Newhouse. I got into like the applied education school and they said I could transfer. And I said, screw that. Got into Ithaca, thought about it, didn't get into Northwestern, went to Emerson. I'm thrilled. And I and I had a great time, and it's about who you meet and what you do with your time there. That Definitely. ends up being what it's about. DePaul was my last choice. Like and now I can't even imagine uh, what my life would have been if you did if you ended up somewhere else if I would have gone somewhere else. How soon into the show do you think Danny's going to remind me that I didn't get into Newhouse? You brought it up. <laughs> I didn't even know you applied. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised <laughs> that you dropped that little yeah, pearl. I mean, I, mean, I, I will obviously now hold it over you forever. But you know, that's what I figured. Yeah, no, but you, but you offered it up, my I, man. I did. I did. It's, 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 so now that that's means ammunition. I have to be. Um, I can't be sensitive about it. I can't win the sensitivity contest <laughs> yeah. based on something that I myself brought up. You said it into this microphone. That means I can say it into this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it works. Well, well, can, I I throw, can I throw a humble brag out there? Oh, yeah, please do. You got it and said no. You know what? Cut the humility. Just give me the brag. Well, I always think of it now from the sliding door standpoint. The The school that I, I applied to that I didn't think I was going to get into and then got into, what would my life have been had I done it? And it's Yale. I didn't, my father was like, you should apply. And we basically had a bet. And the bet was if I applied and got in, he would have paid for it. And, and not for that's, me to go to Yale that's a tough for the bill. application. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe in 1992 was $75. <laughs> for the application. For the application. For the honor fee. of applying to our school. And, and so I got in, but of course, like I now wonder, because. I would have, sure. I'm sure, gone to go work for the student newspaper mm-hmm. like I did at, at DePaul, and my editor would have been... Oh, um... Theo Epstein? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So you might have ended up working with Theo. Might end up out in San Diego with Kevin Towers. You never know. That's a fun what if. It's a, it's a fun sliding door. That's a fun I what like if. That. I like that. I, um, I, I was thinking as you were saying that, I have a friend... Right now, whose kid is like looking at Loyola and Marquette, but they live in Rhode Island. So he's also looking at University of Rhode Rizzi? Island. No, oh. University of Rhode Island, which is 100% free because you're in Rhode Island. Yeah. So, Dad, should I go to Loyola and Marquette, go halfway across the country and pay an outrage, you know, make you pay an outrageous amount or go free? And I'm reminded of another friend who got into University of Illinois like 30 years ago, got into University of Illinois and got into Stanford. And the deal was you could go to Stanford. Or you could go to Illinois, and I'll buy you a brand new car. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Well, he chose the brand new car, but I think a brand new car. <laughs> think, yeah. Mon- and his father, Monty Hall. No, I, I think he <laughs> Wayne Brady. <laughs> I think he might still harbor a little bit of Stanford regret, but he of course he, he made the financial deal with Dad. You know, yeah, but, and he made the wrong call. You think so? Yeah, car depreciates in value. Stanford, Stanford does Stanford not. Doesn't. Yeah, but I mean, University of Illinois is like a top. It's school. a great, great. Looks school. like the University of Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the risky, risky business. business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a pretty good school. Of course Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Of course it is. And his life has turned out great. What, what does he do? Is, is he, what, what's his deal? Is um, he an engineer? Is he a doctor? He's a musician. He's a part-time musician. No, better choice. But he's also a Stanford band. He's also a composer. He's busy. He does a lot of stuff. He does just fine. But I'm reminded of my brother's line about being a musician, that being a musician, it's like being independently wealthy. Without the wealth. <laughs> That's a great line. And then, you're independent. Yes. You set yeah. your own hours. You know, you're in charge. It's like Around starting where in this business you. early on yes. in your career. It's really you can say it about being an artist of any kind, right? Independently wealthy without the wealth. All right. Well, I'm going to go force the... Uh, the logging process. You go shape the youth of America. This is going to be fun. We've got a lot of White Sox and Cubs and Bulls and <laughs> all sorts of Bulls. <laughs> well, yeah, because we figured everyone's so negative about the Bulls. Oh, as, here we go. Ourselves included. Hmm. We wanted to get the most positive Bulls person we could possibly think of to join us. So Chuck Swirsky's coming there on. There it at, is. At four o'clock. He's going to have us dancing by the end yeah, of that. That's segment. the goal. That's the goal. We are going to try to inject some positivity, even if I've already bet the bucks in five. So that's, that's coming up uh, <laughs> oh, today at four There's o'clock. reasons for positivity about the Bulls. There's one big, shining, bright reason that I would uh, We'll give see you. if he'll sell us on it. But uh, Tanny kicks us off. We, of course, will start with a couple of winning baseball series north and south side of town. Park at the Spiegel on the score.